0: Did I ever tell you that this is uh, from bensound.com, the music in the background? It is called Rumble, bensound.com. Get all your music needs there, free use. Uh, it's another week, guys. We're going to talk about Snowmageddon 2016. We're going to talk about the uh, upcoming Republican debate. Uh, and also going to cover back to the DNC debates a little bit. Uh, Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week. It starts this week, here and now. And more FritzCast. This is FritzCast. That's right, Monday, January 25th, back on FritzCast. Uh, Before we dive on in, let me apologize if it it sounds like my voice sounds a little bit different. Uh, I didn't adjust the microphone or the sound or anything. I'm a little under the weather Uh, earlier in the week, I, I definitely felt... A sinus infection type thing, sore throat type of thing working up. Hasn't gotten bad. It actually, it's died down now. But if I sound a little deeper, who knows? You might even like that. Some people like a little bit lower. But uh, I apologize if I I do sound sick. So, you know, get over it. Stuff happens. I'm persevering. That's what this is. This is me saying I still want to do it. I could, you know, my voice could be hoarse with rage, and I would still, you know, I'd still do it. Whether or not you'd listen, that's that's probably up for debate, but it is what it is. So, if you're in the Northeast, I don't know if you knew this, uh, but uh, open a window, open your door, look outside, there's snow
1: everywhere. Yeah,
0: literally. Uh, I don't know, I was talking with a buddy at work last night, and I uh, think he said on, uh, the news was reporting like it was only like 10 or 12 inches. I shoveled damn near three feet of snow, uh, from my, uh, driveway off of my sidewalks from my front steps. Uh, and of course the patch in the backyard. So the dogs could poop somewhere. So (laughs) you tell me it only snowed 10 inches. I know what you're going to say. I know you're going to say, Uh Fritz there's uh there's wind drifts and you know that moves snow around, so it it still could have just been ten inches of snow, even though parts of it look like three feet. I don't care. If I took a ruler out there and stick it in the ground in three different spots and I come up with twenty five inches, then it snowed twenty five inches. I don't care what you say. Okay. So 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 yeah, so uh you know, big time winter storm, uh I'm sure lots of you stayed, uh, had battened down your hatches and stayed inside and, and, you know, had hot chocolate and baked and all that good stuff. We sort of did that here at the the Fritz home front, Um, except I did a lot of shoveling. Uh, My wife did the baking. Delicious. Thank you, baby. She did most of the cooking. Uh, I helped a little bit. Only? Slight, a little bit. Um, and then, you know, of course, uh, being a correctional officer, essential personnel and all that, I don't get a snow day. So for those of you that do get a snow day, don't take it for granted. Uh, I, I, this, I was wishing I was a kid again over this past weekend. So I could just, you know, stay huddled up in the bedroom playing video games, which, you know, that meme that goes around on Facebook that says, you know, these teenagers are missing, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, they were missing from when, you know, I was a kid. They haven't been around in quite some time. In fact, I think a 60-year-old man knocked on my door trying to shovel my uh, driveway for money. And (laughs) I don't keep cash on me at the house. So I I looked at him. I said, look, man, I, I I don't have money. And he goes, if you don't have money, you don't have money. It is what it is. I said you can you can try knocking on other doors in this neighborhood. I know there's some elderly folk that you know would probably be grateful for somebody to do it and and wouldn't mind paying you for it, but I said I'm gonna do it myself man i'm I'm an able bodied man. I can go out and shovel my own damn snow, and that reminds me a few of my friends on facebook if you're uh, if you're listening. I did see that you guys were posting and and going around with uh plows and shovels and doing that stuff, and that's that's all good man i don't you know I don't care if the teenagers are doing it or not. It would it be a good idea to whip some some teenagers into shape and uh, give them shovels and tell them, hey, you know, go, uh, start, uh, start clearing the streets and the sidewalks and stuff. Yeah, probably would be, but it's not an ideal world right now. And uh, you know, if you can make a couple bucks, you can make a couple bucks. I guess it is what it is. Sorry, I'm gonna be. I'm going to try to cut out the uh, the drink breaks here and there. Keep my voice refreshed, so to speak. Oh, and, and by the way, Monty, I'm going to try to cut out saying so to speak, so to speak, so to speak. My uh, my bud listens to it and he said, yeah, I, I I like it. Yeah, but that one episode you said so to speak so many times that I wanted to kill you. Well, <laughs> there you go. Hopefully I don't say it again. Again, learning curve just starting to do this, you know. Hopefully if this takes off and I become a radio guy 15 years down the line, you know, things will be second nature to me and I won't I won't uh go to some of the uh comforting phrases like so to speak or uh I don't know, there's other ones. Who cares? So the blizzard came Delaware as usual uh, you know, Del dot was salting and brining whatever that uh, concoction of chemicals is bombarding the road with that uh Thursday Thursday yeah cuz that's when I went out shopping. That's right. I I told I told you about getting the bread and the milk and all that and then I waited till Thursday to get some essentials that I didn't have. But again, we were snowed in for all of what uh from Friday nightish up until Sunday in the morning. And then after that what what happened? The main roads were pretty much plowed. If you had all-wheel drive, you were good. Uh, even if you didn't, if you had front-wheel drive, you could manage. But it all emphasizes the one thing: if 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 you're not prepared, there's a certain importance to being prepared. And that is uh, that's as simple as making sure you have groceries enough. Um, if something happens that you can't get out of the house for even a day. Uh, that you'll be fine. Whatever happened to that? I'm serious. If the snow came, it literally—if I didn't get out shopping before the snowstorm came, I would have been without maybe uh, a key thing or two. I still would have had food. I wouldn't have died. Wouldn't have killed me. People—it's like people freak out. It's like, oh, we gotta go. Like, there's people that rush to buy snow shovels mere hours before the storm comes it's like how do you not have a snow shovel I keep mine in the shed and, and and before when we lived in an apartment and really didn't need one aside from digging the car out of a parking spot we still had a shovel we just kept it in the closet that you weren't supposed to keep stuff in that like heating closet where they said don't put items in this closet yeah, yeah. stuff was in there I, I don't care. I'm not under lease anymore. I don't care. I put stuff there. Take me to jail. So yeah, I mean being prepared, very important thing. Just making sure that you have basics in your house. Uh continually. Just, you know, don't let it run out. I know times are tough, you have to squeeze pennies. That's that's this case for us, but rarely is there ever a time. Where we will open up the fridge or the cabinets and be like, oh, we don't have anything that we could possibly eat. Just that doesn't that doesn't happen. That doesn't happen to smart people who who think about this stuff. So moral of the story. Don't freak out when they say it's gonna snow. And I guess at the at the at the most extreme buy an all-wheel drive vehicle. Let me tell you this. We bought a, a Buick Rendezvous to replace my my wife's uh Chevy Cavalier. Cuz those those cars were quality. Chevy Cavs, let me tell you. We uh we bought a Buick Ron- want- <laughs> Rendezvous. Rendezvous. All-wheel drive. That's S it's a SUV SUV type. Um, it it took this stuff like a champ. Hardly had a slick spot that I hit. So I'm just saying, if it, if you're if you're looking to get a new car or whatever, look at all-wheel drive. All-wheel drive and nice compact. Like well, not compact. It's SUV, but you know it doesn't have to be some monstrous. Uh, it doesn't have to be like a Ford Excursion. All right. And doesn't have to be an excursion Lord So let's dive right into it uh, The Republican Party is having another debate Thursday night Thursday night, not a weekend night Not on a three day weekend splurge uh, They're having one Thursday night Hopefully Rand Paul is in it Because if Rand Paul isn't in it I, I couldn't I could hardly stomach getting through the last one I'm telling you it's, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I shaved my head. If I could have pulled hair out of my head, I would have. I, I'm not going to pull my beard apart. It's a little too sacred to me. But if I if I could have hair to pull out of my head, I would have been uh, aggravating. So aggravating. But this brings me to a, a, a point that uh, PolitiFact... Pointed out to me, they actually rated a statement from DNC Chairman Debbie Wasserman Schultz. She has claimed that uh, the Democratic debates, the few that there have been, have been strategically planned to maximize viewership. PolitiFact rates this claim as false. For several different reasons. Uh, Looking back at 2008, the Democratic Party held 25 primary debates, whereas the Republican National Committee held 21. That's just a lot. Take that in for a minute. That's a lot of debates to sit through. If this kind of thing interests you or you bring yourself to watch them because you want to you want to get to that stage of being an informed voter and knowing the candidates and knowing where they stand and what they stand for. 25 versus 21. So, so far this this week, or this week, wow, this year, and not really, this also includes the end of 2015. That's when they all started. So starting in 2015 from when the debate started up until now, the Democrats have had six debates Three of them were on weekends, two of which coincided uh, with major holidays. One was a Saturday before Christmas. Uh, the last one was uh, Sunday before Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which uh, which Debbie uh, Wasserman Schultz even claimed was uh, in conjunction with the Charleston... Being in Charleston with the shooting that happened a while back, and it being Martin Luther King Jr. Day, like that was supposed to generate some kind of buzz and interest in, into watching it. That it's a lame excuse. And Politifact said it was a very disingenuous statement. They they said that uh, it's it's kind of ridiculous that that uh, that they're still having this kind of discussion with her about how ill prepared. They look, compared to the Republicans, the Republicans have had, uh, let's see, they've had 11 debate, they've had 11 debates, or will have 11 debates under their belt before the Iowa event, only two of which fall on Saturdays, and those two haven't even happened yet, they're a week or so down the line the other two that are happening so PolitiFacts literally says the Republican Party has been strategic with it there there are factors that uh, that uh, spice up these numbers so you know uh, I almost said it there Monty I almost said it but I stopped myself there's other factors playing into it Donald Trump is, is I, I don't want to use the word phenomenal because that will feed into his ego too much But there's a paradox, let's, paradox, perfect, perfect word. Excellent job, Fritz, excellent job. Don't praise yourself on the air. Uh, The paradox of Donald Trump has drawn in viewers, for damn sure. There's people that are watching just to see what stupid thing he will say next, or what ridiculous thing he'll say next. Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week coming up shortly. So there's there's things like that, and there's the fact that the the Republicans started with like 15 candidates at the beginning of these debates. They they had a large playing field, so much that their undercard debate had like I, I think five or six of them, and the other ones were on the main stage. It might have been 17. I'm not I'm not entirely sure. I can't run through the whole list of them uh, because nobody gives a damn about Kasich or, or Jeb Bush or Lindsey Graham. So I can't uh, I can't spout off the other ones that uh, that participated. You know, it's not that you know Bobby Jindal is one that I knew because he he somewhat interested me. Uh, but other than that, uh, Rick Santorum isn't even registering on the polls right now. Rand Paul is is like up at six or seven percent or fluctuating around there. I really I'm hoping that his strategy in Iowa can pay off and he can like poll and he can pull some some big votes there and maybe make some changes happen cuz Rand Paul's whole view is that uh is that the Trump hysteria and the poll numbers aren't going to translate to votes which could very well be true i discussed that last week poll numbers are not very scientific they don't represent the voting body it all really is going to boil down to who can get their voters to go out and vote for them. And that brings me to a topic of discussion that uh, I'm currently in the works on. I'm, I'm I'm trying to familiarize myself with the whole process with the Iowa caucuses and how these votes break down. Uh, if you remember a couple episodes ago, I said I want to tackle the Electoral College and whether or not that system is a good system to have uh, in place in this day and age for voting for our politicians, voting for well, our president, not so much our politicians, because uh, it, it's totally it's a different ball game when you're talking about electing senators and congressmen. But uh, you know, everything breaks down to like you know the, the the candidates are are massively hitting Iowa for the Iowa caucuses, and New Hampshire's a battleground state, you know, and you kind of feel like. You kind of feel left out I'm gonna discuss a little bit later uh, a personality that I listened to uh just endorsed ted cruz we're we're gonna dive into that in the next segment but but the individual who gave the endorsement said you know to the people of Iowa you're voting for my children's future and it like why why is it boiling down to these battleground states why is it set up this way it's something that has uh sort of boggled my mind. And I'm I'm pretty much pushing myself to to read up and study this over the next week or so so that I can actually organize my thoughts and do an episode entirely on the electoral college and this whole system and whether or not it's good. Because I just I don't like how it's turning out. I really don't. So, late last week before the snowstorm, I think it was Thursday. It was either one, Yeah, it must have been Thursday or Friday. Uh, I listened to Buck Sexton on the Blaze Radio Network. He's a former CIA intelligence analyst. And he has his own radio show from uh, noon to 3 p.m. So it's right before the slot, before I go to work. And, uh, you know, I give him a listen. This is a... I, I actually called in to the program... Uh, you know, because they open the phone lines, they let you call in, you can discuss topics. Uh, he was discussing Bernie Sanders, Millennials, um, and Bernie Sanders, Millennials, education, health care, that all kind of wrapped up and, and into one and how that should be taken care of. So I was, you know, I was highly interested in li- when I was listening and I've always wanted to call in. I've never really brought myself to do it. Uh, But then I was like, you know, if I want to do radio, I can, you know, I'm going to I, if i'm going to be in his seat if i want to be in that seat eventually i'm going to have to open my phone lines and take calls from people i don't know and discuss things with them might as well take a shot call into him and discuss what i want to discuss with him so i did that and uh you know it ended up being a neat little experience uh we had you know a nice little back and forth and uh rather than share you uh, rather than share the clips directly on here, um, just to save time and effort, because it was a, it was a good I think ten minutes or better that we were talking. Uh, just look up on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, what, whatever whatever your preference. Look up uh, the Buck Sexton show. It was on 1-21-16. It's called Flint: The Tale of Bad Government. Go to about uh, go about towards the the middle to the end. Uh, he was taking phone calls. He took my phone call. It was really cool. Uh, but we discussed uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, education, health care, things like that. The, the, the things that uh, Bernie Sanders wow. wants to sell people on um, for being free and being, quote, unquote, rights. And it was a good discussion. It opened up a lot of things. And, uh, you know, Buck told me some angles that I didn't even think about. Things like uh, he said that he sat down, uh, he sits down at a diner uh, and the lady that usually serves him at this diner has two advanced degrees and she can't find a job. You know, things like that, you know, that, that's the thing that I bring into the discussion. When we talk about education and college affordability and whether or not the government should be doing something to make college more affordable for for us millennials and the generations coming up. Um, a lot of us are in debt because we're in we're in school i'm I'm in debt because I'm in school, and I'm telling you right now a lot of us were rushed into it from the posters we saw on the wall with the homeless guy and the guy in a business suit and it said, "What life do you want because if you don't choose college you're going to be the bum on the street Buck sexton said college has been held up as this equalizer and and it has but guess what having a bachelor's degree is is Pretty much what having a, 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 a high school education 20 years ago or so was, or 30 years ago. It really doesn't mean anything anymore. So is it is it pushing everybody through to get a bachelor's degree? Or is it rethinking the whole system altogether? That's why I like people like Mike Rowe. You hear Mike Rowe talk and say, College shouldn't be for everybody No, Not everybody should be going and striving to get a bachelors And we shouldn't be spending the time, money, or effort To get everybody's a, a bachelors The bachelors isn't the equalizer It's not Different discussion for a different time I just wanted to say I was on the Buck Sexton show I thought that was cool Really did think that was cool And I'll probably be somebody who calls in uh, More often Or at least explores the option to call in a little more often, and I'm, we're gonna work on something here so that I can uh, bring some people in, you know, over the phone lines or whatever. As soon as I figure out a good way, decent way to record and get that audio quality and incorporate it into here, because um, I got friends who are willing to to give opinions, uh, kind of discuss with me, and and kind of broaden broaden the information on the show. Wouldn't that be awesome, right? Now before we dive in to Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week, I would just like to say Sarah Palin has endorsed Donald Trump and I was I, I was uh I'm confused. I I was I was figuring that Sarah Palin an endorsement from her would be like, you know, uh, the final nail in the coffin to uh, putting Trump to an end, so to speak. Ah, Monty, I said it. Sorry. That's like, r- real quick break here. Don't be a Loy. Um, Loy is this dude I work with. He's very awkward. He's very weird. Um, screws a lot of stuff up. Don't be a Loy. There, I have this little ballad. There once was a boy named Loy... He was his mama's pride and joy. He grew up too slow, became a CEO, and now he sucks out all the joy. You know? Um, so, there you go. Don't be a lawyer. But anyway, Palin, I didn't think that would be a lot of credibility. Apparently, she's still a strong, relevant uh, player in Tea Party politics and all that. Because apparently... Donald Trump and Ted Cruz were fighting for this endorsement. They were both fighting over Sarah Palin's endorsement. What has this world come to? Really. I mean, seriously. If you haven't listened to her endorsement speech, I go on YouTube and find it. She's very she's very oh, she's very shrill, she's very Uh, It it just sounded very awkward Um, A lot of it did And then of course there was the bit that she lied about her son Getting PTSD from serving when he only Saw like a day of combat or something like that We're not going to dive into that Because I don't really want to talk about that But what I do want to talk about Is Donald Trump's Ridiculous Statement of the Week So, maybe you caught it, maybe you didn't catch it But Donald Trump stated On television During a rally In real life Donald Trump said if I could stand Or, if I could stand Donald Trump said, and I quote I could stand in the middle of 5th Avenue and shoot somebody And I wouldn't lose voters End quote Look it up on the Hill, look it up on YouTube, look it up on the interwebs, anywhere you wish to get your information from. Donald Trump blatantly admitting he could murder somebody and probably nobody would give a damn. Uh, first off, for any Trump voters out there, please take a hint from the man himself. My god. If if you're if, uh, if you're okay with him making such a statement. Wow. I can't even find words. I can't I'm so white girl right now. I can't even can't even do I really even need to dive into that if if anybody were to follow he's probably right too. That's blind devotion. It doesn't, you know, it's not a good thing. It's a very bad thing. Very bad thing. <laughs> Donald Trump. I could murder somebody in the streets, doesn't matter. I'm a winner. You're tired of losing. You always lose. We always lose. When I'm when I'm president, we're going to win so much you're gonna get tired of winning if i killed a man you'd still love me because i'd be such i'd be i'd be great i'd be a great president i'd be great i'd be great for i'd be great for everybody i'd be great for the for for the for the lower class uh for the for the middle class uh for the upper class it'd be be great for everybody everybody's gonna win can you believe that uh it's like the establishment g o p is like now just coming to terms with it's going to be Trump and and can't get any and Trump is bashing Cruz as being the insider and the only one that's still making any sense to me is Rand Paul so i can say you got to you got to actually hear Rand Paul's response to to Donald Trump's uh that statement of Donald Trump uh, cuz Rand Paul ripped into him and in only the way a Paul could so, that's Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week. We're just going to leave it at that. Speaking on Ted Cruz though, uh Glenn Beck gave Ted Cruz his blessings. So to uh no, not going to do it. Uh Glenn Beck uh gave Ted Cruz his endorsement. I'm still I'm I'm not very sold on Ted Cruz right now. I think Ted Cruz is uh is very brash. Individual. What I don't... like, I was going to talk about it and I, I didn't write it down. I didn't want to really cover it. Um, President Obama last week bashed the GOP candidates for uh, trying to make up stuff about the economy. He calls it works of fiction, which it's not. Um, you know, because we could sit here... you know There's plenty of articles you can find where the economy is being sugar-coated. And there's plenty that you can see where the Republicans are being a little extreme. The economy is 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 in a very rough position whether you like it or not facts are facts but uh as much as I'll say like I don't like president obama saying that about the gop field I don't like it when ted cruz gets up and says stuff like well most uh criminals tend to be democrat and and uh the the, the you know his comment on new york um new york policies and and things like that. That there was a lot that played into that. Um, we won't get into that either. But Ted Cruz, I'm not sold on him. I'm I'm not a fan of his. So I'm not really. I'm not necessarily even pushing for. I guess I I, I hate to be the guy that says anybody but Donald Trump. And I really. I mean, my ideal matchup would be Rand Paul versus Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders is the guy talking about free, 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 free. And Rand Paul's the guy who's saying, I think that you should be free and we should have less government. Rand Paul, less government arguer. Bernie Sanders, not so much. I don't get why my millennial generation and friends and family alike, I don't get why they don't see that Bernie Sanders is pledging a a, a much bigger role for government in everything. And I don't see why people want that either. But, again, it'll be fun to dive into some other time. That brings me to my final point this week. Is it time for me to start lending credibility to the third party? In case you missed it, former New Mexico Governor Gary Johnson is running for president under the libertarian banner Touting his classic liberal standing of being fiscally conservative, socially liberal. That's kind of how I am. That's kind of how a lot of conservatives and libertarians, they coin themselves. They say that they like all the aspects that the GOP brings about financial and fiscal responsibility. Arguments aside about military budgeting and and things like that. And bringing all the, all the democratic, liberal mindset of, you know of of advancements like gay rights and uh things of that nature they take kind of the best of both worlds they kind of take that stance of if these guys are gay and they want to get married let them get married who cares government shouldn't even care government shouldn't even be involved that's you know and, and it's kind of the truth why why should the government be involved so gary johnson's running uh you might recognize the name. In 2012, he had one debate with the Republicans before he broke off, ran as a Libertarian, and garnered 1.3 million votes in the general election. I believe that was the highest votes of a third-party candidate in quite some time. Um, a lot of people, I mean, you know, a lot of people be like, 1.3 million, that's not an impact. But if you garnered 1 million votes out of everybody voting for at what was 2012 Romney and Obama. Yeah. Uh, if you garnered 1.3 million votes, a lot of people will say well that's just throwing your vote away. It's not. If a big enough group of people voted, if say say it broke down some other way. Say say uh, Johnson in 2012 got 10%. Let's break it down to percentages. Just just to give you an, a rough idea. Say he got 10% of the vote. And, you know, Obama still, uh, let's say Obama still won or whatever. But he took 20 or 10% of the vote. Yes, he's a third-party candidate. It didn't do anything per se, but it did shake up the whole spectrum because he took 10% of the vote. That is what interests me in the third party. Now, just to uh, show you my... Political diverseness And, and, you know, I do talk about Rand Paul And, and, you know I never said he can do no wrong I can point out stuff uh, That I do not like that he said I mostly do like what he says I mostly do side with him a lot Uh, But uh, over this whole Gary Johnson thing He was asked in an interview You know, if Donald Trump is the candidate You know, what... uh, what will you do? Will you support him? Rand Paul ultimately said, if he's the candidate, I'll support him. But that's a mutual, you know, if I'm the candidate, Rand Paul was speaking as, you know, he said, if I'm the candidate, I would expect Donald Trump to support me. Which we know he wouldn't because he's, he, he, my, my poll numbers are so great, so great. If, if, if I didn't win, I'd run independently and I'd still, the blind devotion, I could shoot a man in the street and everybody would follow me. That type of thing. So that's why, like, maybe Rand was just giving the 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 undercard media answer because he said he wouldn't support Gary Johnson. He said he would. He said ultimately, I've tried to quote unquote, and this is in the Hill. Um, he he quote unquote says that I've tried to change the GOP landscape to be more libertarian and and focus it the direction it needs to go. Because Rand Paul, at the end of the day, he, he sees, uh he's still a two-party system kind of guy, and he says that the GOP just needs some massive reformation to to get focused and to to win over voters and and the voting population, especially the min- especially the min- minority voters. I don't know why I was stumbling over that word. So yeah, can Rand Paul do wrong? Absolutely, can. I don't, I don't agree with him on that. I will not. I don't believe I will be supporting Trump if he gets the nomination. And that's still a big if. Rand Paul did say, by the way, that he would spend every waking hour fighting against Donald Trump. So, take that for what you will. Because he, he's yet to quit now. He boycotted the undercard debate. I don't know if he's going to be in Thursday's debate or not. I think that's still... I think the stars are still aligning. But if he worked his way back into the main debate, it's his time to try to go full steam and, and really sucker punch everybody else up there to, to to jettison him up. If there was ever a time for him to do that, that would be now. So, there's all those questions. Uh, the, the Republican debate is Thursday night if you want to watch or if you want to catch up later on it. Just keep that in mind. Thursday night. Uh... Because of my voice and how I've been this week, I'm gonna cut it short. It's thirty-six minutes. I've roughly ranged from from thirty to fifty, you know. It's been it's been healthy. It's been good. And I've been enjoying this as always. Uh, host of options that you can get now. Marshcast.com. First and foremost, those guys uh took the time to to talk with me and, and put me up on their site. So visit visit marshcast.com. Check out those guys But I'm also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud They all get updated When I when I throw this up on my SoundCloud uh, I thank you for, for listening As always Like I said, my voice Just can't I don't think I can handle it much longer for this week So next week We're hoping, uh, hoping to Be back in with the norm Hoping to give you some good stuff uh, Donald Trump's ridiculous statement of the week That's a continuous segment, man it's the new thing. It's gonna take the world by storm. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't really even care. It's my show, and I'm I'm doing it. So get over it if you don't like it. It's fine, and you're you're free to offer rebuttals. There's a comment section on the Facebook page. You can message me. You can tweet me at FritzQS on the Twitter. Uh, whatever you want to do. But uh, I got uh, I got some homework I got to work on ridiculousness. Hate homework. But I got some homework I got to work on. I'm going to fly the drone outside, hopefully. Doesn't look like it's too windy. I can get some, uh, see if I can get some video of this uh, snow-covered madness everywhere. And uh, I'll push that up on the uh, on on the Facebook. Why not? Why not? Uh, so, I hope you all had a good week. I hope you all have a good week going forward. Remember uh to tell your friends about this too if you can share this with at least one friend it's uh i'm stealing that from buck sexton but uh you know you listened with me today you were here you gave me 40 minutes of your time if you can share it with one friend i would greatly appreciate it and i have been fritz this has been fritz cast have a good one folks